Thank you, sir. Um, I'll speak rather personally. Um, Ravinder and I, based on Gita Nagari, have served many years together. And uh, I've always had a connection with his whole family, starting out with his daughter and his sons and his wife. So it, it's a long time standing relationship. And um, I've treasured it all these years and can, you know, it's a special place in my heart. And I'll just share a couple of exchanges. So he was GBC and I was fill in the blanks at Gita Nagari. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Um, so that's, that, that was an official relationship. But um, I felt it was always much more than that. And uh, just something, so, such a unique, precious soul with the intelligence of, uh, I can't even fathom, um, but such a heart and very personal. So often, whenever he'd come, he would greet me, you know, initially, and there'd be a big smile on his face and tell me if this is right or not. But you said, he'd greet me with, keeping an even strain. <laughs> and he said, that's a military term. Yeah, is that right? Keeping an even strain, yeah. Yeah. So, so that was just kind of lightened every... you have to keep them balanced. Yeah. But, so he was my well-wisher, and I knew he was looking out for me. And then another special exchange that really meant a lot to me, it was... When um, it was the installation of Bhakti Tirtamaraja's Yasa Puja, I mean uh, Samadhi, in uh, Mayapur. And I was there that year, and of course there was a huge, long line, and so many, so many devotees. And I was in the back, <laughs> and so Rabindra came over and he took my hand, and he guided me to the front. Mm. And that's, you can't always expect that by such advanced souls. So that, that, um, I mean, I already knew that relationship, special, you know, caring for me, I'm a single woman, and, you know, who knows what could happen. <laughs> and, um, but he, he, I felt very protected by him all these years. And in my heart, my offering my services to Prabhupada, I also was offering my services to him. So, thank you very much. But um, Malati hand, handed me this little note when she was running out the door. So I, I don't know what it says, but... <laughs> We're going to hold you responsible. <laughs> His grace would render Sarup Das Prabhu. Um, respected Ravindrana Sarup Prabhu, happy birthday. <laughs> May Krishna keep you with us in good health for a very long time. Thank you for your amazing services, your servant Malati Devi Dasi. P.S. Tirtha sends his obeisances and regards to you. <laughs> I'd like to invite Haryasha Prabhu to come. Thank <laughs> you.
So, you know, I too have come here to um, to say happy birthday and and just to offer thanks, congratulations, and so many other things to such a very, very dear friend. Um, I This year has been so different for us because this year I can't call you up and say, you have to come down, we have to go for a walk. You know, I got so many things I got to talk about. I used to, I could say that and I could call and say so many different things, but that's no longer there, not for the immediate response. So, but you too have also had to deal with separation in other ways because now you're there in Potomac and things are, are different too. But I thought about coming here because Lord Juggernaut was coming and I thought it was so wonderful that the next day you'd be here. And you know, I don't like to stay over at Gidenagri so much. Um, <laughs> even last night at 11 o'clock, I told Jivan, I said, I don't know if I want to go home. Jivan said, well, if you want to go home, I'll take you. I said, but I came here for Rabindus Rupabu. I said, it just won't be right if I go home now. I said, so I have to calm down. So <laughs> that's the way it is. Oftentimes, you've been able to make me go further than I've ever wanted to go. When I think of you, it's real simple. I think of Satrup Maj, I think of Shula Prabhupada, I think of Jagannath, all the devotees, my service at the restaurant. If I take away you, all those things disappear. And there was a time when I didn't know if things were going to work out. You know, in those days when you had kept telling me, just act like your brother. And I said, I don't want to. And um, so we, I didn't know that it was going to work out. But you had, a, you had a lot of determination and patience. And therefore, it did work out. So aside from that... Um, Back to the point of that separation. Um, yesterday, when um, when Lord Juggernaut was here and you came, that was a big moment for me because I was thinking, I'm going to see Rabindra Shrupavu, and he hasn't seen Lord Juggernaut in quite some time. So then when you saw Lord Juggernaut, uh, it was just a special time. And I, I, felt, um, I felt not only the separation from you, but how it must feel to you after serving, uh, serving Lord Juggernaut here for so many decades. But anyway, that's not the worst thing because that service and separation makes us stronger. And I've learned so many of those things just from serving you. So I just want to say you've always been my well-wisher. No matter where you are, I always feel your blessings, your support, and you will get the phone calls. Maybe we can't <laughs> go for a walk, but we can talk about a few things. I just want to say I thank you so, so very much. Hare Krishna. Dear Gurudev, please accept my obeisances at your feet. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. 
A great teacher inspires interest in whatever subject they teach, and I feel so fortunate to be your student. Though I'm dull in so many ways, your ever-increasing enthusiasm for the subject of Krishna consistently draws me in to want to know more and more about that greatest and most mysterious of personalities, who is, as you say, closer to us than our own jugular vein, but whom we can hardly see thanks to our perpetually crazy and insatiable longing for his supreme position. I think it's safe to say that your disciples and well-wishers are unanimously glad you're now free to focus more of your valuable time and energy to writing and teaching. We also secretly wished you'd had this freedom earlier, but the less faithful among us may have worried at ISKCON's fate without you as an active member of its bureaucracy. The fact that we're here with you today, alongside so many disciples of Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, shows us how deeply both you and Maharaj have taken to heart Srila Prabhupada's edict that his disciples show their love for him by cooperating to spread the Krishna consciousness movement. I feel so grateful to be your disciple and to be part of such a strong branch of Srila Prabhupada's family tree, where more and more I see love for Srila Prabhupada manifest in healthy, deep, and collaborative relationships with other members of Srila Prabhupada's vast Shiksha family. I find it highly significant that when speaking on Srila Prabhupada as founder Acharya, you never fail to mention your appreciation of how faithfully Srila Prabhupada modeled his devotional career on the life and teachings of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta. That you would have such a revelation suggests to me that you understand Srila Prabhupada even better than I ever imagined and gives me even more faith in you as his representative in my life. You've told us that not only do you offer us your blessings, but that you need our blessings in return. So I pray that Krishna will give you all facility to serve him to your heart's desire. I also pray that he will help me to become as good a disciple of yours as you are of Srila Prabhupada and as Srila Prabhupada was of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta. I pray that by your grace, I will in time develop the courage and intelligence to faithfully pass down to others all that you've so carefully passed down to me. Jai Gurudev. my humble obeisances. So this has been a year of great change, but as we are constantly told by all manner of new, rate, new age pundits and self-help gurus, change is the only constant. We can count on the fact that we can ultimately count on nothing, except for you, of course. Prabhupada said, Srila Prabhupada said, that we should trust only Krishna. But I take that to mean that there is a tendency to project our hopes, aspirations, and daddy issues onto the spiritual master. And so we are often, we are sometimes disappointed when the reality of guru doesn't always coincide with the image we've fashioned in our conditioned and conditional imaginations. Maybe I'm just speaking up Mavan Manyate Jagat and everybody else is crystal clear on the guru concept. 
but I have had the great fortune of having your Transcendental Association for over 20 years. I tell people you are my guru-in-law. <laughs> but you are so much more than that. You have been a pole star in my life, and even when I'm not directly serving you, you remain a constant presence and reference point in my world wherever I find myself. Tarka Prabhu and I were talking about how the Gita Nagari Rathayatra has been going on for 34 years, and that it's a tradition, and uh, it's, but it's also eternal. It exists in time, but it exists outside of time, and it's what links us to Krishna's pastimes. In this ever-changing world, it remains a constant, one that requires a great effort to maintain. As I said, you also remain constant. Your residence may apparently change, your body may apparently change, but you always remain fixed in identity and location. The intelligent, feisty, humble, and dearly beloved son of Srila Prabhupada, who never moves an inch from his lotus feet. Traditions are how human culture intersects time with eternity. Elders take comfort in the fact that the younger generation will sustain themselves spiritually and otherwise by carrying on traditions that accrue more potency with repetition, provided we don't lose sight of their purpose. No material tradition is eternal, but Vyasa Puja is, and we are so fortunate to be able to carry it on. If you hadn't accepted Srila Prabhupada as your spiritual master, perpetuating the eternal system of parampara with a transcendental vengeance, we would not be here. As you are well aware, our Sampradaya also has another tradition, the writing of transcendental literatures. The world is gasping for them. We, your followers, are also gasping for them. You have been given a sweet fruit that ripens but never rots. Please let us taste the ripeness of your realizations in the form of books from your high-quality writing instrument. Beth is very, very sorry that she wasn't able to be here today. But I'm glad that I could at least be here um, in an outdated shirt that promotes an obsolete website. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's real uh, flash from a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear Ravindra Shroop Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisance. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and all glories to you on this divine day of your appearance. At the beginning, I considered you a Shiksha Guru. I gave your first book, a collection of essays called Encounter with the Lord of the Universe, and then rather disappointingly retitled Endless Love by publishers, to my then-girlfriend Beth at the outset of her odyssey in and around Krishna consciousness. Her daughter had been attracted to the devotees and the process of bhakti yoga, and after Beth read your book, she asked me not to give it to her daughter <laughs> because, quote, it will convince her. <laughs> Beth gradually developed the trust and great admiration for you that I already had, and although she shies away from formal diksha, all right, maybe shies away is less apropos than, say, runs screaming from, <laughs> uh, I now consider you my guru-in-law. 
He's always stealing my line. Uh, Maharaj, you are something of a hidden treasure in ISKCON. I say hidden treasure because although you are one of ISKCON's prominent and most effective leaders, in many ways you are able to fly under the radar of great fame and glowing reputation to the general ISKCON public. You are low-key and unassuming. You don't get the same towering press and the throngs of followers that some of the, what we might call, rock star gurus get. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yet, ISKCON has consistently depended on you to face fire after fire and battle after battle. You faced offender after offender. You have found yourself in the middle of bogus controversies, flimsy accusations, and situations of disrespect, and faced them with humility and aplomb. Like so many, I am very happy, relieved really, that you have transitioned from managerial duties where you so selflessly served by no desire, agenda, or attachment of your own to a hopefully quieter life of writing where you can do the most damage to Maya's stronghold on academia and the intelligentsia. This brings me to the point at which I praise and admire your sharp intelligence, which although praiseworthy and admirable, I will not mention here except to say that I will not mention it here. <laughs> And this is also why I say you are a hidden treasure. It's because, you're, it's, it's because your intelligence, although probably what you are best known for, is not actually your greatest quality. Hidden behind your intelligence and beneath your abilities to contain and extinguish fires lies the reality of how truly spiritually advanced you are. Humble and equipoised, compassionate and devoted, you live every day in complete submission to Srila Prabhupada. No one can accuse you of being touchy-feely Yet you are open, honest, and generous. Hankering neither for gain nor recognition, you do the needful, as we say, for our society and for humanity. And with your inspirational companion, Mother Sudamity, at your side, you remind us that self-realization needs no bells and whistles, no pomp or flash, only a pure heart and a determined mind. Thank you for sharing your heart and mind in service to this mission like when you chanted 64 rounds every day at Govardhan Hill during Kartik as penance for the collective sins of ISKCON, and for sharing them with Beth and me, too, so that we might benefit from your wisdom, insights, devotion, and practical guidance. Hare Krishna. Yeah. Next will be Yugula Rasa, and then following Yugula Rasa will be Ekadeya Dear Shiva Gurudeva, please accept my humble obeisance. There are many so-called gurus in this world, but a bona fide guru who can remove drawbacks and sufferings of the disciples is very rare. A bona fide guru is endowed with two main spiritual qualities. One, he is well-versed in Vedic scriptures. Two, he is God-realized. The aspiring disciple cannot progress in his worship of the Lord without taking shelter of a qualified and bona fide guru 
who is capable of removing the doubts of his disciples. These qualities are very distinct, distinctly found in you, Gurudev. You are a guru who teaches by example. Your humility is such that you don't ask anything from others. You simply give to others. You are giving your life to us, and you are giving the greatest thing. You are giving us Krishna. At the same time, you gave us, giving us a lot of space to grow, which can sometimes be misunderstood. For a number of years, I couldn't quite understand that, and often justified my unfulfilled mental needs. Um, later, I saw how dangerous it could be to try to drag your spiritual master down to your level. However, by your own example, you teach us how to take full responsibility for our relationship with Guru and Krishna. I understood that if I haven't developed my relationship with Krishna, then it's entirely my fault. I am to be blamed. The material, in the material world, there is a tendency to shift responsibility to someone else, thus there is so many offended people around. Those who are offended easily are those who try to transfer responsibility to someone else. Maturity is not a matter of age. It is a matter of taking responsibility for every action, thought, and feeling. By your own example, you teach us how to take that responsibility. For years I have been a... I'm sorry. <laughs> I just crossed here. I don't know. Uh, for, for, uh, by your own example... You teach us how to take that responsibility and not to become spiritual consumers in our devotional service. This was a big lesson for me to learn. Thank you, dear Srila Gurudeva, for giving me eternal gifts. Therefore, my debt for you is also eternal. Please give me your blessings to never see faults in others and give me ability to serve you unconditionally. First of all, I'd like to say, um, Prabhu, that um, yesterday I heard that Haryashra was staying in Gita Nagra. <laughs> And I almost fainted. <laughs> I said, he, Ravinda Sarupabu must be extremely dear to Haryashpa <laughs> for him to stay in Gita Nagari. Because, I mean, we tried everything. I mean, we begged him, we bribed him. We told him we'd send manpower to the Govinda's restaurant, so many different things. But he just wouldn't stay. But uh, he's always appreciated the relationship that he's had with you. And as I remember, um, one of the first lectures that I heard of uh, Iskand the devotee was uh, a lecture that you gave in Philadelphia. I can't remember the exact title, 
but it was, uh, I think it was, it, it is a jury-rigged, rickety situation. Something of that nature. I don't know if any of the disciples remember that lecture. Mm-hmm. You do? Yeah. And I remember listening to it, and I said, who is this speaking? I mean, because I, re- I recall he was, I was thinking about how much we could achieve in the, in the social welfare arena in the world, and you talked about the achieving the Nobel Peace Prize was similar to getting the bowling trophy in Port Royal, Pennsylvania. <laughs> And uh, I remember speaking to Bhakti Tirta Maharaj, and I asked him, who, who is this devotee? And he said, that's Ravinder Sharupabhu. <laughs> and he's one of the premier uh, devotee scholars in our movement. He respected you so much. And so this is the persona that I had, this big devotee scholar, and I remember I assumed the, assumed the responsibility of Gita um, Nagari and I went to the Temple President's meetings and, and that's where I met you. And from that point on, you were, you were very affectionate and encouraging. And I always remember that. It was such a, a um, difficult situation for me at that point in time. And because of your affection, just as you were, it's, uh, Mother Kalini was expression how you came and grabbed her hand and brought her up front in Mayapur. And she's one that's such a humble person that she doesn't just, uh, she's unassuming and she's uh, one that just doesn't go into the forefront. Similarly, you actually uh, showed your affection and made the transition easy for me. And like I said, I always remember that. And so speaking of transitions, I hear that you're in P- Potomac now. And one thing that I always longed for after hearing that first lecture was to hear more from you, to see more writings by you. Because as Tulsi Priya was expressing, the world is in long for your writings because you have such an ability to reach so many people. And so I pray that you have uh, a blessed day and many, many years in our, uh, that we have many, many years in your association and we look forward to your service to Srila Prabhupada. So thank you so much. feels strange uh, being here for Vyasa Puja rather than at my, at my house. My sh- <laughs> our strange house where you bump your head coming up the steps every year. Um, but uh, 
So I just want to say I, I speak for my wife and I, my daughter as well. Um, the house is always open, our new place, so we'd like to have you there next year for Vyasa Puja and any other years that you would like to come. If, if she, I don't know yet. It's one of those things that she has to now. So. You're talking about how small it is. No, it's not. It's not small. It's not small. I don't want to start. I'm just no, it's. it's it, it doesn't matter now. It's been said. Yeah. I mean, so it doesn't it doesn't matter. Well, as my granny used to say, if there's room in the heart, there's room in the home. So, so uh, yeah. So that's. It's it's strange actually. I mean, we were preparing. I mean, that's. It's you know it was two years, but it's like wow, that's that's you know time for Vyasa Puja. Like no, we don't know what the date is, but it's like okay. Here's, so, um, but the, the the house is always open, and because that's how we felt when we came to to Philadelphia, you know. And since you've been gone, it's it's weird, you know. You often don't realize how much someone means to you until, until they're gone, and I certainly am like that. I mean, it's took for granted that like you're just there you know you were in philadelphia it's like and not going anywhere and um and so you know it, it's for us actually it's been a, a tough transition as well because as my wife has said a lot she said i felt protected and i felt cared for and i didn't realize that i felt the same way until you weren't there and I felt like I was just basically out on an island, and the, the, the security blanket was 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 taken taken away from me. And so it's been it's been uh, it's been a sad time for us actually. And, and my wife and I have this running joke that the you know the people that that we uh, wish would stay move, and the people that we wish would move end up staying. <laughs> So, so it's, it's, uh, you know, and this has happened as a lot of our close friends are, are leaving as well. So, so he's looking around. Um, but, yeah, and I'm sorry I don't have anything pre prepared. I, I listen to your disciples and I listen to your lectures and I'm like, I need a cliff note to really follow what's going on because you guys are so intelligent. I mean, I, they're, they're, <laughs> The first lecture, I mean, like, when I, when I listen to your lectures, actually, I, the room has to be completely quiet. There's nothing going on. I have to listen to them again and again to make sure I understand what's going on. So it's, I try to speak from the heart. And, and so, really, the bottom line is that we miss you. We really miss you. We miss you and Mother Sadhavani and, and, and Shraddha. We, we miss all of you. We miss Giri and Shamakun. We really miss you. And, uh, and so the... the the only thing we can really have to look forward to really is in a sense of is is really uh, uh, to be able to host your Vyasa Puja and, and to, to serve you in some way because you know when we came you know I'd say oh can we you know ship your books here yeah no problem you know can we build a playground yeah no problem I mean it was just like you know you really welcomed us and, and took us in and it, and it wasn't like I was calling you every day or anything like that but, but we felt the sense that you that you, that you cared about us, and uh, and that goes a long way. It really goes a long way. And and someone said to me um, after you left, 
you know, and they said, "Oh, were you were you really close with Rabindranath Sukhdev?" And I said, "No." I said, "I, I said I'm I said I'm not." I said, "But uh, my guru has trained me to 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 treat his god brothers and god sisters as if we were, you know, working with him, you know, dealing with him." And so, you know, so for you to have been in ISKCON for so long and, and done so many things and served Shula Prabhupada and, and stayed staunch in your in your uh, service. That goes a long way, and so I really respect that. When I really respect that, and so that's 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 the connection. I mean, we respect and, and love the fact that you um, are continuing to serve Srila Prabhupada in spite of all the obstacles, and uh, and you do it with a smile and a a, a a humor that sometimes I can't figure out, but <laughs> but but, but uh, it, it keeps it interesting. So. So I, I, I thank you, and I'm glad I got to to um, uh, come here for your Vyasa Puja. And again, hopefully uh, next year it'll be at our home in Philadelphia. Hare Krishna. Hare. Dear Srila Gurudev, please send my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. <clears throat> All glories to you on this auspicious day. In an exchange with Sanatana Goswami, Lord Chaitanya exclaims, Glorious is that devotee who does not give up the shelter of his Lord, and glorious is that Lord who does not abandon his servant. The great Sanatana Goswami, the humble servant of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, had been tested by the Lord. After walking through the Jarikanda forest, Sanatana Goswami developed oozing, unsightly sores. He considered suicide, but abandoned the idea after Lord Chaitanya chastised him, saying that such an act would be the act of a thief, for his body was actually the property of the Lord. Even then, out of humility and in his diseased state, Sanatana Goswami tried to avoid the Lord's embrace in Jagannath Puri. Instead of associating closely with the Lord, he stayed on the outskirts with Haridas Thakur, able to only see the chakra on top of Lord Jagannath's temple. Sanatana Goswami's situation was far from comfortable, but still he did not abandon the Lord. He, didn't, he did not develop low self-esteem. <laughs> he didn't think, why me, or blame the surrounding devotees. Nor did he become angry with Lord Chaitanya or question if he made a poor life choice by giving up his former, more comfortable position. To him, his discomfort was an opportunity to become even more surrendered and fixed in his devotion to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And it was in this context of Sanatana Goswami's humility and surrender that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally approached Sanatana Goswami and exclaimed, Glorious is that devotee who does not give up the shelter of his Lord, and glorious is that Lord who does not abandon his servant. <clears throat> Gurdiv, your life in Krishna consciousness has been far from easy. <laughs> As you pointed out in your 2012 Vyasa Puja address, you've been through a lot, you have been through a lot more in ISKCON than any of us, <laughs> and yet you have stayed. 
determined, fixed in your Christian consciousness in service to Srila Prabhupada. This year has been no exception. Witnessing and experiencing some of the year's events was difficult for me. And I know it wasn't, it wasn't pleasant for you. But just like Sanatana Goswami, you did not give up or become discouraged and, and angry. Rather, you took shelter of the Lord, of Srila Prabhupada and your godbrothers. And after assessing the situation carefully, you saw the discomfort as a blessing, as a new opportunity to further serve Srila Prabhupada and Krishna. In Borijam Prabhu's 2008 Govardhan Retreat Lectures, he mentions that fixed bhakti is when, what makes one a sadhu. That fixedness, as he says, is an expression of love in a relationship. And that even devotees in the state of prema are tested by the Lord to assess, increase, or glorify their surrender and determination. In his exchange with Sanatana Goswami, Lord Chaitanya himself states, I examine my devotees. Gurudev, if fixed bhakti makes you a sadhu, then there is no doubt that you are a sadhu. <laughs> your fixedness is a testament to your deep, unwavering love and sense of indebtedness to Srila Prabhupada and your certitude in Krishna consciousness. This material world will never be a comfortable place. It wasn't designed to be so. However, your determination and ability to take complete shelter of Krishna, even in difficulty, is glorious and inspiring. I thank you for setting a perfect example for all of us to follow. On this day, I pray that I may be of some service to you and please you in some way. I pray for your, your blessings that I may internalize and act upon the instructions you have given so that I may follow in your footsteps and become fixed in Krishna consciousness and also develop deep trust in the Lord so that, that I may never give up his shelter. Thank you for allowing me to be your disciple. Aspiring to be your servant, Shraddha Devi Das. Accept my sincere obeisances at your lotus feet. Please accept. All glories to you and your service. All glories to Shlapropad. On the auspicious day of your Vyasa Puja, I would like to express my feelings and gratitude towards you and wish you a pleasant day <laughs> and a powerful next year in good health with so many new ideas and projects. This year, you accomplished a huge work. Your book on Srila Prabhupada's position is out. Whenever I get the chance to talk about it with other devotees, it strikes me how badly we needed it. The knowledge about ISKCON and Srila Prabhupada is crucial for ISKCON to be perpetuated. And every single devotee I talk about this book with is deeply impressed by your scholarship and deep spiritual understanding. So am I. You combine them both in a unique way. I wish and pray that you would give us many more, many more books. Thank you for the opportunity to have again your association 
even though your life situation changed slightly, as we know. Thank you for showing with your own example how to deal with difficulties in life. Thank you for your concern and attention, and thank you for your patience towards me. With every year, I see more clearly how far I am from you and Krishna. It is sometimes shocking, sometimes only sad. But I remember your words. You should never feel discouraged. And even though I have so many faults and cannot give up all my bad habits, which are truly detrimental to my spiritual life, I try to continue and pray to you for strength and patience and mercy to overcome all what hinders me on the spiritual path. Please always, please allow me to always hear your words and see your example. Thank you for showing me the next step in my service and please give me the strength to always increase it as you once told me. Thank you very much for everything. A wonderful day to you and Thank you, your aspiring servant. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my most humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Your love for me will be shown by how you cooperate with each other to further the mission of ISKCON. It has been some years that I encountered these words by Srila Prabhupada for the first time. To me, they seemed to be an open secret. I did not understand that much, but I vaguely guessed that these few words are very significant that these words are the doorway to Krishna consciousness. Eager to dive into the depth of these words, I pray to Srila Prabhupada that he may reveal the meaning of his words. The response came, not immediately, but clearly perceptible. In the last month, I made some far-reaching experiences which caused inexpressibly deep pain. Sometimes this pain seemed to suffocate me and sometimes I was at the end of my rope. I tried to hold fast to the lotus feet of Srila Prabhupada, and again and again I prayed to him. More than ever, I felt that he is with me. That provided not only confidence, but also the required strength to keep moving. The pain led into a depth I have never seen before. Srila Prabhupada is no longer physically present, yet nevertheless he is still here. In addition to his books and his instructions, there is another very specific and maybe a bit hidden form of Srila Prabhupada had left. He created his ISKCON to establish Krishna consciousness all over the world for the time to come. Srila Prabhupada is its soul and ISKCON is his body. It is not possible to separate him from it. Srila Prabhupada gave us three instructions that enable us to su successfully serve that very special form of him. He asked us not to leave ISKCON no matter what happens. He said that our love for him will be shown by how we cooperate with each other in order to further his mission 
the mission of ISCON. And finally, he requested us to recognize the GBC as the ultimate managerial authority of ISCON and to follow that authority. These instructions cast a spell upon me. I read them many times. I heard them very often, but I could not understand. And yet Prabhupada's words are obvious and perceivable. I do not mean to imply that today I do understand. No, I'm far away from that understanding. But what I can see more clearly than before is that Srila Prabhupada is satisfied even with the smallest endeavor to follow these instructions. And is that love for Srila Prabhupada not shown by exactly this endeavor? It is probably the greatest, the most painful, and simultaneously the most pleasant challenge for us to cooperate with each other for the benefit of ISKCON. The understanding of what does to cooperate mean is that not the meaning of Trinata Pisunichina? Is that not what Krishna consciousness is all about? Guru Maharaj, this and last year I had the opportunity to travel with you for about four weeks. During that time you gave many lectures and as far as I remember, last year you were talking almost every lecture about the position of Srila Prabhupada. I believe you were deep into the research for your new book. Even though I was listening repeatedly about the same topic, and I cannot stop listening, and I cannot stop thinking about your words, for they help me in my spiritual life a lot. Your recently published book about the position of Shri Prabhupada as a founder Acharya of ISKCON came at exactly the right time. By your words, you were correcting my rest of behavior. I really appreciate that I'm allowed to edit the German edition for your, of your book. By that service, I have to go deeper into your words, and by doing so, I found much more jewels than by simply reading. I'm deeply grateful that Srila Prabhupada sent me his qualified representative, thank to whom I have guidance in the darkness of this material world. I do not know if I will be ever able to love you, to love Srila Prabhupada, and to love Krishna, but I want to try to express my infinitesimal love I have by serving Shula Prabhupada's ISKCON as good as I can, and in that way serving you. I keep praying, praying that I will be able to understand the words of Shula Prabhupada and that I will never forget them, no matter how massive the waves are. Gratefully, Pradhana Gopikadasi. So, Gurudev, we had a kind of a ringside seat to your, <laughs> your transition this past year. And it uh, gave me the opportunity to uh, understand something of your surrender and also revealed some lack of faith in, in, in my own self. And because uh, you, know, you actually mentioned, uh, probably a couple of years ago, you mentioned that you had eventually had plans to retire. You said you thought you, know, you wanted to try to get somebody to come in and take over the Philadelphia temple, have things kind of be on a solid footing. And then you thought you'd probably retire someplace in Philadelphia. You know. And as things turn, you know, Krishna has a way of doing things differently than we anticipate. And as things worked out, it, was, uh, it wasn't quite that way. 
things happened a lot more quickly, and uh, and uh, and you were in a situation where you, you know, I, I saw I saw your faith in that. You know, there, I had anticipated somebody would come, you train them up, you know, everything would work out, and you you know work on a transition plan, and you, you know, everything would be nice and smooth. As 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 it turns out, things happen in a very accelerated fashion, and uh, you had committed to 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 resign from your service and to move away, away from the Philadelphia Temple without uh, already a, a place to move to in mind. And uh, and at, when that happened, I, I remembered we the we had one, we had the, the mediation meetings that kind of started the accelerated process. And you were pointing out, Chris uh, Fowler and I were there, that there were some people like that had you know seemingly followed your example and had uh, and had uh, you know. Become temple devotees, you know, kind of despite seeming good sense, you know, to do that. <laughs> and uh, and I, I looked at, it, I thought, well, you know, not only it, I looked at, you know, the, the the quantity of your service, the length of your service, the quality of your service, and even, you know, Bhakti Charamaraj was speaking about the importance of institution. How Bhakti Vinod Thakur was even thinking about that, you know. And so, you know, some of your service has been really in, integral in having the the institution continue, you know, as it is. And so I thought, wow, you know. If Krishna is not going to help you out there, you know, what's somebody like me going to? What's going to happen to me? And so I was gripping a little bit. I thought, wow, maybe I, maybe I've taken the leap, and it's you know, it's too late. And then, you know, then you know, the, the opportunity opened up in a timely fashion. We moved. Just just yesterday, we saw you know Lord Jagannath. He looked quite happy on his cart. The temple temple presence there, and you know, speaking to him in Philadelphia, and. And, and during this week, you know, got a chance to, to, to hear from you, you know, several times and seeing how you look very happy and comfortable in the, you know, in the company of uh, Bhakti Chara Maharaj and, and, teaching, and you know, teaching and preaching. And so it was again reinforced how you know, the new service that you have, how important that is and how, how perfect that is. And so you know, I see that, you know, that uh, my faithlessness was unwarranted. <laughs> so I hope to uh, learn a lesson from that. Thank <laughs> you.